Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the latest edition of the Believe in Duke podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman, the Duke beat writer from the Raleigh News and Observer, uh, joined by Sheldon Williams. Sheldon, how are you this fine day? I'm good. I'm good. Just getting ready for, uh, you know, Christmas break coming up and everything. So it should be uh, pretty good to see uh, the family and everything. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I will be doing the same. I hope all our listeners are as well. Hope everybody has a great holiday uh, as we get ready for that. Um, yeah, so uh, the Blue Devils uh, are in the middle of kind of a holiday break here. Or, well, finals week right now, which is not a holiday, but he's stressed the imagination. Uh, but they're doing that, taking care of their studies. Uh, uh, they have not played since last Saturday when they handled Maryland Eastern Shore, as expected, 82 to 55. And then uh, next game is Tuesday against Wake Forest uh, over there, uh, as now it's nothing but conference play the rest of the year for the Blue Devils. But uh, they'll play that game, and they won't play again until the 31st against Florida State. So the team is getting a little break here too. Um, and uh, uh, after playing 12 games in the first 33 days of the season, which was like an NBA schedule, sounds like, I mean, it was pretty intense. Um, so Sheldon, just, uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, on uh, what, what the team can, can gain from this little, you know, respite from games and, and, and uh, um, you know, finals and all that stuff. Yeah. I want to say uh, during my time during finals and final week, um, I was like, you know, more studying than anything else. So we had, especially if you had your, your schedule set up where maybe you had two finals on the same day, which is pretty hectic as a, you know, in itself. But, you know, practices were more like workouts, you know, individual, or sometimes you may have another person kind of come to you um, in your group, where it be a bigs or the wings or the point guards, you know, kind of team up together at your scheduled lines. But having this week, I knew this was going to be like kind of a, a rusty week kind of, where, yes, we kind of getting our legs back um, because we weren't able to actually go full force during the whole, the whole you know, finals, finals week. But, you know, it gave us a chance to kind of work on the things that we need to work on. On the flip side is, like, you know, when we play against Maryland, Eastern Shore and everything, I was looking at the team and we did look kind of rusty where we didn't get going till maybe midway through the first half where we wind up going on an 11-0 run, something like that. But we, mm-hmm. we were struggling to score. And I kind of skipped back to a, a point I kind of skipped over. We started five freshmen, you know? Yes, <laughs> first, yes. First time first ever. Time, yeah, first time in Duke history, which yeah. is crazy. Like, yeah. I'm like, Coach K has never done that. Like, all the great freshman classes that came in during Coach K's era has never been done. Like, you know, he did four, but never five. So Never five, right? yeah. which is crazy. It was crazy. So kind of understandably understand the reason why we kind of start off kind of slow because we didn't have that veteran guy like, you know, Jeremy Roach kind of, you know, pulling us together and telling us what to do on the court. But to see that this was the perfect time for a team like this to see if we able to come, you know, play five freshmen together. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen during the, the long course of the season. Some players might be hurt. Some players might not be playing well or foul trouble or whatever. It gave us another chance to kind of look at this lineup. And the facts that I was getting from this lineup is like, you know what, there are some good things. Obviously, Maryland Eastern Shore is not a, a great team right but this is the perfect time to actually kind of play with a little bit kind of tweak things around and I think John did a good job of like you know putting these freshman guys out on the court 
and letting them figure out. And then, you know, like I said, the first 10 minutes, it was rusty. Like, you know, you saw that we didn't have, you know, that normal Duke swagger when we came out. Right. But then about halfway through, we started to kind of get into it. And then we want to go on a 11 run. And then you kind of start seeing things, flashes of things. It wasn't perfect, but you start seeing flashes. Although we did turn the ball over a lot more than I would. 19 turnovers. 19 times. Yeah, yes. yeah. So season yeah. high. But yeah, no, they uh, uh, they did uh, show some rust and some, you know, end of an energy cycle type thing. And, and I know early in the second half, Shire called timeout. And the first time I'd really seen him kind of get on him this year. He really was kind of getting in their face a little bit. It showed a little, little K, little K action there uh, that we hadn't seen much this year. He'd been more, you right. know, kind of calm and everything, but that, he, you know, he, he thought it was time to pull that out and he, he did it. So he didn't have a jacket to rip off or anything because, you know, uh, he didn't wear, they don't wear suits anymore on the sidelines. So not uh, like coach <laughs> K used to, but uh, yeah, so that was a, that was an interesting thing. Uh, before we go any further, I want to remind everybody that uh, the believe in Duke podcast is sponsored by bet online. They've been a sponsor for us all, all since this po- podcast began. And we really appreciate bet online support basketball's back and bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs. This season, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V, BELIEVE. To receive your rewards, bet online where the game starts. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned the thing about the five freshmen because that was really interesting. And um, it came about because Jeremy Roach was given, you know, kind of a veteran, veteran day uh, as somebody who um, obviously, you know, he's a team captain, th- third year starting and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but he's got the toe, the toe thing is lingering. And uh, he played through a lot of pain. And Shire said, uh, you know, a couple of days before the, uh, before the Maryland Eastern Shore game, after they'd gotten back from New York, after beating Iowa in that late game uh, up there, he went to Jeremy and said, look, you've been a warrior. You're working through this. He's playing, you know, 35, 37 minutes. It wasn't like he was taking it easy. But he said, I can see the pain you're in. And this is a good time just to take a couple days, uh, do some rehab, not, you know, just load management, take it off. Um, it, it wasn't really, a, I guess it's somewhat, you know, saying Maryland Eastern Shore isn't, you know, they could win without him, right? I mean, I, he didn't come out and say that, but obviously that's that's part of it. But because uh, it was the ACC game, I think he would have played. But anyway, um, that helped him. I think in the long run, it's going to help him be better when they resume. And like you said, it's, it gave like Tyrese Proctor a chance to run the point without uh, Jeremy there, like a security blanket <laughs> to, right, right. to rely on, right? So um, I think those were all those were all positive things that came from that game. Yeah, I, absolutely. I agree. I mean, um, the fact that he didn't have to actually look over his shoulder as much as, you know, you know two point guards kind of calling for the ball when the, the big, you know, gets rebound, that type of thing. So, you know, I'm the guy I'm setting up, I'm pushing the break, you know, everything's on my pace. You know, when I get the ball, I'm looking for guys that kind of, you know, get everything started. So I think it was uh, pretty good to see him. I think he wound up having like seven or nine points in the first half. So you saw he was kind of trying to take charge in that aspect of, the, you know, how we wanted to start the game. You know, with the first 10 minutes, it still was slow for us, but we wind up, you know, catching on and kind of getting things going. Uh, you know, Mark uh, Mitchell, you know, obviously he's doing what he does. 
you know, in a role that he plays where he's just going to be aggressive. You know, he's going to take the things that's given to him. He's going to get to the basket. He's going to get to the paint anytime he wants. He don't have to settle for three-point shots. You know, that's something he does uh, as well. as I mean, we had, um, at least for me, it was a little bit of a surprise. Um, we had a three-point shooter come off the bench. You know, we haven't seen uh, him play a, a lot, but he came in and it was three for three. And I was like, oh, do we have an outsider shooter now? Like, what's going on? Like, I, I mean, I'm going to need that to happen against uh, Wake Forest. So I thought that was pretty cool to kind of see. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Is it shut or shoot? It's shoot. He pronounced it shoot. shoot. Which shoot. Accurate, right? Shoot. shoot. There you go. Shoot, shoots. All right. <laughs> um, but it was cool to see him uh, being in a, inserted in the lineup and actually getting a good quality minutes. And like I said, he was three for three. So I was like, all right, maybe we got a, a guy that's come off the bench that could be our, our three-point shooter. You know, anytime, you know, teams go against us and play against zone, we have a guy that actually can break them out of that zone. So it was pretty cool to see that happen as well. It certainly was. That's great. That's a great point to bring up too, because Jaden shoot had been kind of, you know, not in the regular rotation at all, uh, getting some minutes at the end of blowouts and stuff like that. And uh, with Roach out of there, everybody kind of moved up in the backcourt a slot and, um, he, uh, you know, he's been showing some things in practice that he could, you know, obviously he came in as a three-point shooter. He hadn't had a chance to do much of that this season. Now he comes in, in in a real game, gets in the rhythm, came in in the first half, getting first half minutes, uh, came in and, and hit a couple shots and okay, he's got it going. So now he's got that experience, right? So if they had to throw him in a game, if they play Syracuse, right? That's a zone defense uh, or whoever throws a zone at him. If, if right. somebody's in foul trouble, they, they need, they need somebody to hit a shot. He could he can take a chance. Now, I'm not saying he's gonna obviously do it, but he's he's got that experience now that makes puts him ahead of where he was before. So uh really good, really good sign there for him. Um uh uh five freshmen started and he came that's a six freshman, he came off the bench and did that. But another freshman we have to talk about that had his best game was Derek Whitehead. Uh he played his most minutes, 25, he scored 15 points. He had that impressive uh drive down the lane and dunk uh in traffic that showed. He's got uh, confidence in his healed, surgically repaired right foot to make that move and and come down and know, you know, it, it's going to land. It's going to be okay. The pain's gone. I've got it, you know. And he said uh, after the game, I talked to him, a bunch of other reporters did too, that he'd ha- he talked to Grant Hill about his experience in that area, talked to Jason Tatum about that experience and what he went through when he was at Duke, when he had the foot injury, uh, and what it's like to come back and get that confidence to, to do that. So, uh, it's been a long road back for Dariq, but uh, boy, that was um, that was impressive uh, game again, again, not against an ACC team, but just the fact that he played those minutes that when he comes back, when they start in ACC play full time here, maybe he can get 25 or 30 minutes and he can get him a little more. Uh, another example of this team has has growth available that we haven't seen. And he's one of the guys that kind of lift them up there. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think we said it last episode that this is going to be a big week for him and a couple other guys as well. But for them to kind of get their legs underneath them and kind of see them expand in their minutes and see how they're going to be feeling, how they're going to be reacting, how their body's going to be reacting, you know, things like that. And I think he did a good job. Obviously, uh, a little bit to me for, you know, the first few possessions that he got the ball, it seemed like he was kind of forcing a little bit instead of letting the game naturally come to him. Obviously, with about five freshmen being out there, you're going to have some things like that, you know, naturally. But the fact that he's aggressive, I like that he's showing that he's willing to actually be that person where I'm trying to get myself outside of what I have going on. I'm sitting here trying to, if the ball comes to me, I'm going to try to take the basket. I'm trying to 
you know, go in, like you said, on a dunk and everything. I'm going to try to, you know, show that this is who I am. You know, I'm not trying to let the, the injury kind of play in my mind. I'm getting over that, you know, that fact. So I think it was pretty cool to see that in the extended time that he played, he showed that he's aggressive and he's actually not thinking about his injury. He's thinking about, you know, progressing and his growth of being a basketball player he's going to become in the future. So this is still a big time for him. Uh, obviously, they have some uh, work to do before they go into Wake Forest. But just seeing him still progressing and him, his body responding to playing extended minutes is pretty cool to actually see. And it's even better when you have, you know, people that you actually have, you know, resources to talk to, you know, especially great players like, you know, Grant Hill, we all know is a, a great Duke, uh, basketball player, NBA player, you know, and then Jason Tatum was about to be, MVP of the, yes. of the NBA, you yes. know, this year, you know, the way he's playing too. So it's pretty cool to have those resources kind of talk to you and them taking the time out and other day, cause you know, they both busy mm-hmm. and it kind of shows about, you know, the brotherhood is really the brotherhood. If you have a point that you need to actually make or somebody need to come out, they're going to reach back. You know, it was pretty cool to see that and hear that happening. Uh, obviously with Carlos Boozer coming back this weekend, or, you know, him being uh, drafted, in, uh, I'm sorry, not drafted, but inducted in the uh, Hall of Fame, Duke Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It was pretty cool to see him, uh, you know, kind of talk to the guys about his experiences. You know, obviously he is another guy who had a foot injury at Duke and wind up, you know, coming back. And that's one, something, that was something that they needed because at the time I was like, man, I was at a, either a junior or senior in high school. And I'm like, man, like this is a team that can win it all. Then he goes down. How How's it going to work? How's it going to work? Whatever. And, you know, I'm sure he probably kind of, share something like that as well this weekend to him as well but you know it's pretty cool to kind of just actually have these uh resources at your hand and people willing to take that time out of their busy day to actually give back to the brotherhood and that's what it's all about i mean the brotherhood is real and i know you know you can mock it people obviously you know rivals want to mock it and everything and that's fine that's what rivalries are about but i mean this is a real life example of how that plays out and uh um, yeah the resources that are available and you know, Boozer came back last Friday. I uh, talked to the team the day before the Maryland Eastern Shore game, and Coach K came there with him, so he got to see the team again. So of course he's still around. We know he's always there. Uh, John can always pull that lever and get him back there when he needs him. But 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 more importantly, I think I mean, you know, hearing it from a player, you know, hearing it from from Boozer and talking about, um, you know, Nate James had to fill in uh, a lot that that changed his role on that 2001 team. Nate James obviously was back this weekend too. I don't know if you knew that, but no, I didn't. I didn't. He did. Uh, Austin P had the weekend off, you know, he's the head coach at Austin P and uh, they didn't play again until Monday. And so he came back for the weekend. I got to see him a little bit and uh, uh, to be there for, for Boozer's induction. Um, so that was kind of cool. Again, you know, everybody's, everybody's doing the brotherhood thing for sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, it's there, man. It's there. Right. 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 It's there. I mean, we have a lot of examples, but yeah, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to mention another freshman. Uh, we we talked about Proctor a little bit earlier. Um, uh, I have a story that came out on Whitehead uh, in the News and Observer here a couple of days ago, talking about his progression and how he's getting there. And I'm, I'm working on one about Proctor as well. It's going to come out here uh, in, before the Wake Forest game. If you want to look for it, News, newsobserver.com. But Tyrese's family from Australia is in town. His parents and his y- younger sister uh, they gave, they were in town for the game uh, Saturday against Maryland Eastern Shore, and they were they're going to stick around I think for about a month. They're going to be going to the Florida State game, the weight game. I mean, a lot of games here. Ooh, some so, games. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're going to be in North Carolina for quite a bit. Um, his father Rod uh, is uh, played college basketball at, 
at Mississippi College in you know in Mississippi, and then became a pro in Australia, and that's where he met. Um, uh, uh, that's where he got married and, and has a family down in, 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 uh, in Australia. But uh, so anyway, Tyree said he hadn't seen them for six or seven months because um, he came to Duke in August. And before that, he was playing, uh, you know, the FIBA uh, Asia Cup uh, with Team Australia. And uh, just, you know, I chatted with him a little bit about what it meant for them to finally be there to see him play a game. I mean, think about that. All these other, you know, uh, you, you know what it's like, uh, you know, you have family in the stands behind there and, uh, uh, you know, I know like Jeremy Roach's parents are there for every game and they travel. They were in Portland. I was on a flight with him home <laughs> from Portland. That's how it, but anyway, the point is other players look up and they see their family there. Right. And Tyrese didn't get that opportunity. And here he is like, he's at Duke a year early, earlier than he was supposed to be. He's a, he's just 18. And uh, I know that meant a lot to him. He told me it did. And uh, we'll see how that helps his development here again. But um, cause he's going to be, he's another guy who's got some more he can show. Um, we talked a little bit about how he scored early in that game against Eastern Shore. He could be a 12 to 15 point scorer uh, if they need him to. He's starting to get a shot a little better. He's starting to get the flow of things, but mostly, you know, he's got to handle the ball, not turn the ball over, play defense, that kind of thing. Um, and uh, uh, I think this will be a really important, talked about important stretch for Whitehead, but I think for Proctor too, uh, uh, as he develops here uh, into, a, you know, the starting port guard Duke needs him to be. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I didn't know about his family being there. I know as a young player, you know, having somebody, a familiar face in the in the crowd is always a great thing. You know, I know going back to my situation, my parents tried to come out to a lot of games that I played in, whether it be at home or on the road. And I always made a point, no matter where I'm at, I'm trying to find them. This is during the layup line. This is during you know, the pregame uh, national anthem. You know, I'm literally trying to find that section and trying to find that, you know, that familiar face and everything. And then once I spied it, like, Hey, all right, whew, everything's good. You know, like, you know, that type of thing, kind of relief, you know, kind of seeing your people and your stance and making that high level of stress that you may be going through a little bit easier once you start seeing that familiar face. And yeah, it's great to see your, 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 your teammates and your teammates, family and things like that, but nothing beats, you know, your actual family that, you know, for him to be, way out in Australia. And I'm sure other teammates and parents me kind of helping out, trying to, you know, make them feel, because it's a long way. That's a long way um, on the other end of the world type thing. So, uh, but for him to have his family here, I'm sure it's going to be another big step. It's, it's great to see that they want to start their month long on a, on a road at, at, uh, at conference play, you know, one at uh, um, Wake Forest and then kind of go from there. I know with my dad, he wanted that too. He's like, all right, it's cool, you know, be at camera, but I want to see how people are, you know, especially at Maryland. He went to a yeah. Wake Forest, you know, you know, these type of things where you see it on TV, but it doesn't do it justice until you actually get into um the arena, you know, with uh, especially with Wake Forest, you know, the tie-dye shirts and uh they have um this little chant. And I swear every time I hear this little chant, they go on a run. And I forgot what the <laughs> chant was, but it was always what they did. And also they're going to run, but kind of go back to, uh, you know, Tyrese and everything. I think it's going to be big for him um, these next month, these next few weeks, whatever. Uh, one, being with the holidays with his family for the first time. And like you said, six, seven months. And then just having that familiar face to go home to uh, mom, dad, sister, and being like, hey, it's almost like being at home again, you know, that type mm -hmm. thing. So. Uh, it's great to hear that, and uh, I'm sure he's loving that, and uh, I can't wait to see what he produces, you know, once conference play starts. 
yeah, it'll be a big thing for him. And um, uh, another freshman that we were going to discuss a little more is uh, Derek Lively, who um, showed had one of his better games um, against Maryland Eastern Shore. I think he ended up with eight points, nine rebounds, five block shots. Uh, again, around 20 minutes or so. Um, but he is uh, starting to show more development, but yet not all the way where he needs to be to be. I mean, he was preseason ACC freshman, uh, you know, newcomer of the year, preseason first team all ACC. Uh, he's not, that's not what he's shown so far, right? I think if they voted today, he wouldn't be a first team all ACC player. And, uh, you know, some of the mock drafts don't have him in the lottery anymore. Uh, I think one even didn't have him first round, which I don't know about that. But, but anyway, the point is he's got some growth to do. And uh, uh, just, you know, what, what have you seen from him, from his game? Uh, and, and what are your thoughts about what he needs to kind of do going forward? Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely has a, a lot of work to do, um, especially on the offensive end. I didn't see him play in high school, so I don't know exactly what I can compare him to. I'm just looking at him from the day uh, one, you know, the first game to right now. Uh, obviously, the first game was, you know, he came back after suffering that calf injury uh, for a month. But seeing his progress on the defense end seems like it's a lot natural for him because it's coming along a lot faster than the offense end. And yes, this is a different time because they're not throwing the ball in the post like, hey, go to work, big fella, that type thing. They're not doing that anymore. So literally, like the first game, first play of the game against Maryland and Shore, it was um, a cross screen for Lively to kind of get himself going. And he wound up, I think, missing the layup and things like that. So you see them trying to get him going. It's just that, um, I don't know how fast you can do that when you don't have a lot of set plays ran for you. Like I said, this is not like the 90s, early 2000s, where the bigs were getting plays called for them in the post. You know, Flip, he does it all. So, you know, he, he's a guy that he can get anywhere you want to get it. You know, but the fact that with him is a little bit harder because he doesn't have a natural go-to move yet. And right. that's something that I haven't seen from him, obviously, yes, he hasn't gotten the ball to do a lot of things other than the drop-off pass, go dunk, alley-oop, go dunk, you know, finish at the basket, you know, that type thing. We haven't seen him in any other role, and that's going to kind of hinder his progress as well because this is not the same time frame as it was back in the day where basketball players were, you know, high-low, you know, things like that. It's yeah. not. And it was interesting because I heard that he can he can score. I'm sorry, he can uh, shoot. Mm -hmm. And he took his first three and the, the form didn't look bad. You know, it was a little bit rushed, but that was his first collegiate three. And you can see that he has this nice soft touch, but it's something that we need to see more of kind of explain, you know, expand his game. And we don't know exactly what is what he likes to do on offense. We know that, right. you know, the first 10, I think first 10 minutes, he had four blocks in the first, mm -hmm. in the first 10 minutes of the game. Yeah. He had four blocks. So his defense is a far ahead of his far ahead of uh, his offense. It's just that I just don't know what his offense is capable of because we haven't seen what he's actually capable of outside of Duncan. Right, right. There, you're right. There are no set plays for him yet, uh, except for the like the rim running, the alley oops, or, the, or it's kind of a two man game when the guard gets down in there and lobs it up. Um, that that's an effective play, but uh, uh, you can't run a whole offense around that all day. So, um, yeah, I was uh, you know a couple times uh, in the summer watching the practice, and a couple times in the fall uh, that they, that we were allowed to watch practice. He um, I saw him out there shooting some, like he was, you know, taking a three pointer. So it's part of his game, but it's just not, not there yet. The, the, um, 
uh, on the regular, like, like Filipowski is doing that all the time. Um, so he's going to have to do that. If, if Duke's going to reach their potential, having him as another scorer, you know, it would really, that, that would take them a long way now defensively and rebounding. He's, he's, he's given them what they need there. Five block shots again against Maryland Eastern Shore, but he's he's blocking a lot of shots even against better teams. He's shown, obviously, you know the game against Zach Eddy from uh, from Purdue is right, is, right, is right, an outlier, right? Right, right. right. <laughs> um, that, uh, you know that's a challenge. It'd be tough for anybody to, to do right now. But but other than that, uh, he's helped him be one of the better rebounding teams in the country uh, with block shots. You know they're one of the better defensive teams in the country. So. You can you can bank on that. You can take those. Uh, I think he's played. I was looking it up here. Uh, 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 he's played one, two, three. He's had three games, four games where he's played more than uh, twenty minutes or more. So he's he's starting to get his legs under him a little bit more. Um, I think Iowa. He only played thirteen minutes, but uh, um, he had a couple fouls in that game too. That he had three fouls in that game, so that was partly foul trouble. But um, you know, again, like we talk about Whitehead playing twenty five or thirty minutes, if Lively can get up there to 25 minutes on the regular instead of having, you know, 21 here and 13 there or 16 there. If it's more 25 regularly with what he's given them defensively and rebounding. And if he can, you know, if he can hit, if he can hit an outside shot, they're going to leave him open, obviously, because he hasn't shown he can hit it. Right, that would right. be a big boost to this offense, huge boost to this offense. And, um, you know, again, Ben Carroll last year was an 18 to 20 point a game scorer. And that that made him he's the number one pick, pick in the draft for a reason. He's he was a different, he was more developed physically. Uh it, you know, I think Lively's a better defender than than Paulo was, but Paulo was a better, more polished scorer. Um, I don't think that's what Lively is going to bring to them. I don't think obviously he's gonna be a 20 point a game scorer, but if he can show he can hit that outside shot, that'll open up a lot of things. And uh there's obviously there's time for that. Um, you know, sometimes we get to December and you know, it's like, okay, well, this is what this team is, right? You start, you've played a month of games. That's not the case with this Duke team. There's a lot of growth to be done, and Lively is a big part of that. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I think there is uh, a chance for him to to show some more things, and hopefully that, that's for Duke's foot. That, that's what they'll see starting Tuesday against uh, Wake Forest. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, by no means am I off of Lively. You know, I think he's still a great talent. He's still a, a great asset to our team. Um, I just know one thing personally as being a big, as being a Duke big as well. I know one personal thing is, you know, one, one way to get more than 20 minutes a game, get double figure rebounds. Like, <laughs> you know, that's one reason they like, oh, we can't put this guy on the bench because he's giving us 15 rebounds a game. Like that right there, you hang your hat on. I'm going to get double figure rebounds every single game. You have no choice but to play me. Then when, when that happens and you see that happening, all of a sudden I can figure things out to work my way on the offensive end where I can start catching the ball. I can start uh, uh, moving out a little bit and taking my open shots. But if you're not on the, on the floor, you're not able to actually get these opportunities. But if you are on the floor, you can get these opportunities by making yourself, you know, and demanding yourself to get the ball in certain situations. And then all of a sudden you, you start seeing, oh, this is my sweet spot. This is what I like to do. This is my go-to move. I know no matter what happens, if I get this ball on this hand, this right hand and uh, and, uh, left shoulder, I can do a hook or whatever it is, I am doing it. But the fact that if I want to get more minutes, one thing you can do is something that separates yourself from anybody else. 
And that's getting double-figure rebounds, high double-figure rebounds if you're able to, every single game. That right there, you cannot be looked at 20 and under minutes or more. It has to be more than 20. We got to get this guy on the court. We have to. You can write your ticket with that, can't you? Right, right. And, and you know who's doing that right now, not the high double-figure rebounds, but Ryan Young. Ryan Young's getting minutes because yes, he gets rebounds. Yes, yes. You know, and, and that's a perfect point you made. Especially offensive rebounds. Like this guy right here, he's giving us second chance points. And he's not going to be a shot blocker, but he's willing to put his body into the way where he's going to get, you know, um, charges called uh, against him and everything like that. As well as this guy knows how to almost like Kevin Lovish type thing where he uses his yeah. body to kind of nudge you a little bit just to get the ball outside your area. Like, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little right? bit. Like, I just, I never understood how Kevin Love would get like 20 some rebounds, whatever. I'm like, how is he doing this? Whatever. He's not an athlete like that. But the fact that he knows how to use angles and use his body and things like that, that's kind of how uh, Young does, where yeah. he's using his body to kind of nudge guys off balance just a little bit, just enough for him to get the ball in his area and then give us another chance to actually get the ball and shoot again. That's right. And that's, that's the, the coaches have noticed that, believe me. And obviously, you know, that that's why he's getting the minutes he's getting. And that's obviously taking a little bit away from lively. I would say he subs in for lively when he does that. And uh, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, he's grabbing a lot of rebounds and helping this team, uh, you know, be at their best. So um, yeah, that we'll, we'll watch that going forward. If he, if he can keep that up, you know, even in shorter, I'm talking about young, even if lively plays a little more and shows he can get more rebounds young can know he's going to play his, uh, 15 or whatever and just go all out like this is you know what you got and uh and that'll help that'll help the team uh maximize what they're doing thus far and young also has his go-to move where he pump fakes and steps into uh yeah <laughs> the, the layup that's his go-to move but it that works. is it does he doesn't have to do a lot he gets between six to eight points a game just doing that little um up and under you know footwork type thing like something that he can hang his hat on Lively, like I said, we just don't know what his go-to move. We don't know what he likes to do. That's right. the thing. So until he figures that part out and shows that, it's just kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, Young Young will, will get those minutes because he's proven he could. And Young draws fouls, hits free throws, you know, that kind of thing. So that's, that's worked out. But uh, but there's more. There is a higher level there that, that, that Duke wants to see for sure. And uh, that that's why I know the, the coaches are working on that. You know, it's funny you mentioned um, – practice during finals week as we're taping this on Thursday. I know that coach Carowell and the coaches with the team on Thursday morning for about maybe 45 minutes or an hour, they were just going to work them out. I think at nine o'clock, uh, get them in there, get some shots up and send them on their way. It's not a, not a full practice. It's just that kind of little work uh, that they're all doing. And uh, they'll do a little bit of that until, you know, it's time for wake forest. They'll start plan game planning for them over the weekend uh, and get that going. Then they'll, um, you get a break for the holidays, right? The guys go away. Uh, some of them do. Proctor will be with his family. They're back here from Australia. Right. But, it's normally um, two, two, three days, yeah. Yeah, and then they'll come back, and then they'll get ready for uh, for Florida State on the 31st. So um, there, there's resting time and there's learning time, uh, and that's what uh, that's what they'll be working on as they get ready for – because once they get back, once Florida State game, then you're back in the every two or three days. You know, you have State after that, BC and Clemson, and on and on we go. Um, I do want to mention that – Speaking of the holidays, uh, we will not have a new edi- uh, episode of Believe in Duke. The next couple of weeks, we're gonna, uh, next episode will be on January 6th. You can look for it then. Sheldon and I are going to take, take some holiday time for ourselves while the team's taking a little break. So um, hope everybody uh, 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 enjoys their their time at the holidays with their family. We appreciate all of our regular listeners. Uh, and uh, uh, the, the podcast is growing. And we appreciate that, uh, that everybody listening to us. Um, so Sheldon and I are going to 
going to take some uh, time for ourselves for a couple of weeks as well uh, before we before the team gets back going full speed in ACC play. Right, right. So everybody, happy holidays, happy new year, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again on January six. Okay, and at that time, we'll well Duke will be a. Uh, be three games into ACC play at that point. Right, so we'll be, right. uh, uh, we'll be ready to talk about a lot of things. So anyway, everybody have a happy holiday season. Uh, thanks for listening. And we'll join you again in the new year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.